incorporating all these running specific drills. So we kind of started increasing my mileage a lot and increasing my strength and even my weightlifting program. But I was able to do it in a way where I could stay injury free and not only like build up, but then have that consistency that allows you to really build up over time and progress and um, get stronger and faster. You're listening to the Running PTs podcast, an audio experience that inspires runners of all kinds to train and run smarter. We are Dr. Neil Gintu and Dr. Vicki Seckley, doctors of physical therapy, and we're sitting down to talk about all things running to help keep you moving mile after mile. So for today's episode, Neil and I are so excited to welcome our guest, Rachel Schneider, onto our podcast. Rachel has been a professional runner since 2014 after being a nine-time All-American at Georgetown University, which is actually where we met. I'm so happy that I have this opportunity to catch up with my friend and former classmate and have all of our listeners get the chance to hear about her running journey and what led her to become such an incredible athlete. So let's start from the beginning. Rachel, my first question for you is, where did it all start? How and when did you become a runner? I know we're really bringing it back, but we'd love to hear you. Jeez, well, first, thanks for having me on. It's so cool to be here with you guys, especially, uh, yeah, thinking back to uh, our Georgetown days together. But let's see. Jeez, the journey began in a small town in Maine called Samford. Um, I was born and raised there and fell in love with running through uh, sharing it with my family as a child. Love it. I love it. So did you go straight from there? Did did you um, like recognize your love for it and then ran in high school or like kind of where did you start competing or when? Yeah, officially I started really competing on a team in junior high school. Um, the youngest of four, four children. So my three older siblings all ran in junior high and my oldest brother and sister ran in high school. So I kind of always wanted to be just like them and um, was like, yeah, I'm going to run as soon as I can and um, fell in love with it in junior high and then kept going in high school and the love only yeah. grew. So decided to go run in college. I love that. Is there anything you can talk to? I mean, you know, you're talking to two PTs here, so we love to hear all about, you know, your training and, and we'll get to kind of the current days, but is there anything you remember specifically about your training in those past days? Did you ever run into any injuries? Um, what was it like back then? Yeah, gosh, actually, I'm probably the person to talk to you in terms of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, I got injured a ton. Um, I, especially my first couple of years of college, I had a metatarsal stress fracture every single year. And yeah, yeah, it was a a huge mechanical issue. So um, the coach that I work with now, who's been my coach for eight years, um, came and realized I was like a massive heel striker, was wearing the wrong shoes. So the way Mm -hmm. I was loading my foot was uh, putting this extra stress on the metatarsals. So as soon as we kind of isolated that issue and worked a lot on mechanics using a ton of different types of running drills and strengthening exercises and routines, um, yeah, I was able to correct that and then stay injury free for five years after that. Wow. That's really awesome. So was there anything specific that he did that really changed your like training routine? Like, did you take down the mileage and kind of like, did you add exercises? What was what was his kind of like stance on that whole thing? Yeah, really the way we got to that was just by incorporating all these running specific drills. So we kind of, 
Yeah, yeah. We just really transformed my mechanics. So I didn't have to actually, with him, I started increasing my mileage a lot and increasing my strength and even my weightlifting program. But I was able to do it in a way where I could stay injury free and not only like build up, but then have that consistency that allows you to really build up over time and progress and um, get stronger and faster along the way. So um, yeah, mechanics is really proper mechanics and focusing drill specifics to that is I think absolutely essential to staying injury free. Oh, totally. I love that he all uh, also like kind of brought that to you and gave you that education um, in order to get you to that place. That's amazing. And you said he's your coach now too. Yeah, he is. Yep. Yeah. Going on nine years now. (laughs) Oh my God. You guys must must have such a great relationship and just work really well together. Um, Kind of walk us through like, I guess a day in the life, like, right. I I mean, right now it's kind of weird because of COVID and everything, but um, do you do a lot of like, you know, a a lot of prep for your runs and and things like that? What, What can you say there? Yeah, before I go out for a run every day, I have um, what I call my AIS stretching routine. Um, AIS is activated isolated stretching. So it's a series of dynamic stretches that I do. Um, Some of them include a rope um, just to warm up the body, get the muscles going. And then after running, I'll do some um, rehab exercises and more static stretches. Wow, that sounds that's like the PT's dream to hear that. (laughs) A lot of our patients and clients, we've spent half the time just trying to explain to them the benefits of like a dynamic warm up, how important the cool down is. Our last episode that we just um, that we just recorded was actually all about like recovery hacks and things like that. So it's so nice to hear, you know, someone who is such an amazing runner really takes all of that into consideration and puts a huge emphasis on it. Um, Do you, is there anything that you would recommend for like, you know, a recreational runner specifically from your warm up or cool down routine that you found has worked the best? Or do you think it's just overall, you know, making time for it? Yeah, I would say making time for it. Like once you find a few good stretches or a few good um, either prehab or rehab exercises, just don't underestimate the value of those because, I mean, even if it's 10 10 to 20 minutes a day, I think so many of the like ways that I've stayed healthy are just from being really diligent about what what we call those little things, but really they're the big things because – if you can stay injury free and build up consistency and that's uh that's invaluable. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a huge note to kind of harp on and something that, you know, Neil and I have always talked about um in our past episodes is just being able to kind of to find a routine that not isn't necessarily like something for everyone, but something that works for you. Um, so right. do you feel like you've built that routine highly on your past and maybe past injuries, or do you think it's just kind of more generally based on like how you're feeling that day? Um, I would say I am very in a routine. So some mm. of the stretches and exercises just come from general, um, general recommendations and yeah. general, you know, dynamic stretches that warm the body up. But then some are absolutely specific and have come from either weaknesses or injuries from my past that mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm constantly touching base with and turning those weaknesses, either making those weaknesses disappear or turning them um, into strengths. So some of it's very specific. And, and I've been really lucky through these years to work with um, some really incredible 
physical therapist and um, a strength mm. coach. And uh, my coach is also someone who's constantly educating himself on ways to, you know, prevent injuries and enhance proper running mechanics. And he's constantly coming up with awesome ideas. So um, while I've been in a, yeah, have like a lot of consistency with my routines through the years, yeah. we're also like trying new things and adding things in here and there too. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think, and, and even in times like this, I guess my next question to you would be, you know, before all this um, COVID started and, and things kind of changed, you know, races were canceled. You were training for the um, for the Olympic trials, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, those would have been last week. Oh man, yeah. I'm so sorry, but I mean, your time will definitely come. I know it. But I guess my question is, how has your training really changed from you know three months ago to now? Do you feel like there's a big difference? Have you like cut mileage, or do you feel like you've kind of shifted your training routine to something different, or is it the same? Yeah, we um we had a big shift actually when mm-hmm. pretty much the entire race season, including the Olympic trials, got canceled. Um, yeah. We tried to view it as an opportunity of an uninterrupted training block that, you know, we're no longer traveling to races, no longer traveling at all. So um, mm-hmm. we used the opportunity to kind of do something we've never done. And, um, and actually, instead of decreased mileage, we really increased mileage and worked wow. on um, building up volume and building up strength and endurance, um, also trying new things in the weight room. So that mm. was actually a really fun four month block that just finished up and now shifting more towards working on speed. So bringing the volume mm-hmm. down right now, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, as, as, as obviously, you know, <laughs> crazy and chaotic as things are right now with the, the world and not having races, mm-hmm. just trying to capitalize on this time. Totally. Yeah, I know it, it's been such a such a trying time, and I feel like at least you know following your Instagram and everything you do on there, it looks like you've really kind of seized the moment and um and are uh, really living your best life. I love it, which is kind of where I want to go next is what is it like to live in like in the most beautiful place in the world? <laughs> you get to uh, every single day. <laughs> I'm glad you called it the most beautiful place in the world because I feel like I'm biased, but. <laughs> <laughs> I I would absolutely have to agree. It really, it to me, it's definitely the most beautiful place in the world, and it's mm-hmm. oh, it's a privilege and something I never want to take for granted. Living here, um, especially yeah. as a runner, you know, there's um, endless, endless miles of beautiful dirt roads and trails to run on, and um, you know, the the high altitude makes it a little bit tough breathing wise, but it uh, starts feeling normal. So then, when you go down to sea level, that's a uh, a big bonus of being able right. to breathe easier. Totally. But yeah, it's a, it's a really special, special mountain town with so many wonderful aspects of it outside of running too. That's awesome. That's awesome. I hope you get to stay there for a long time. But yeah, I think that um, in terms of like, you know, being a professional runner, I, I'm sure it comes with a lot of kind of like a mental game too. Um, how do you feel you stay focused? Like how, how, what's your kind of secret in terms of like preparing yourself mentally for, for races and, and, you know, if, if something in terms of training or even in the race doesn't necessarily go your way, um, how, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I know this probably doesn't go, you know, maybe works a little bit against the PT part, but I would say running's <laughs> more mental than it is physical, um, in terms of competing. And, 
Um, mm. Gosh, yeah, it's always that's a that's something that constantly needs practice and work and touching base mm. with is you know the mental um, mental aspect of running. I think I think that's something that constantly needs exercise and fine tuning. So. Mm. Um, I, uh, I try to practice it in practice, you know, my mentality, my attitude, the way I um, deal with either physical pain or mental fatigue. Um, so when it does happen in a race, I um, am familiar with it and have those tools and that skill set to to hopefully bring out my best that day, no matter uh, what the race or what the workout is. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that that's the hardest part is really just kind of getting through the runs and staying focused and and kind of trusting the process, I feel like is, is a really challenging one, especially for newer runners. It's like, you know, it can feel very monotonous after a, a certain amount of time. Um, it's hard to stay focused and, and you really can see, you know, how, how, how you become such a good runner when you kind of are able to get after that mental part. But do you have any recommendations for like any recreational runners on how to stay focused during a run? Like maybe if a run's not going your way, do you kind of just feel like let's hold it out for the day and let's come back tomorrow? Or is there a way that you kind of would recommend pushing through? Yeah. Yeah. I think that if that happens during a run, um, I, I almost do like a meditative practice if that happens. It's, I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah, like kind of trying to acknowledge that negative thought or acknowledge how what you're thinking or feeling and then just letting it go mm. and trying to replace it with either a mantra or a positive thought mm. or um, always coming back to your why and the purpose of getting out for that run can be a, yeah. a really helpful thing and staying motivated throughout that session. But um, yeah, I think, I think uh, trying to yeah. just reshift focus in a session can be helpful. Totally. That's a, that's a really good point. Um, so shifting a little bit, talking about, you know, your, your past races, is there one you can think about, about that was like your most fun race that you've ever done? Is there one that kind of sticks out to you that you can really talk to and why was it the most fun? Oh gosh, that's so hard. <laughs> oh, that's a <laughs> most fun race I've ever done. That's yeah. That's difficult. I mean, okay, well, since it's uh, almost 4th of July, I would say um, Flagstaff has this awesome community road mile that they do every 4th of July. Um, that's unfortunately not going to happen this year because of COVID. Oh, but um, it's just, yes, yeah, this road mile that happens in downtown Flagstaff and tons of the community comes out and people are wearing funky costumes. And it's just <laughs> a yeah, super fun way to kick off the holiday. So I love I love the those fun, funky community road races have always been high up on the fun level. <laughs> totally. And then, and then in the same kind of question, is there a race that sticks out to you that's been the most challenging, you know, where you really feel like you, you, you had to kind of overcome what you never thought you could. Ooh, yeah. There's also a lot of those. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely, can... yeah. And there's, there's definitely been a handful of races where I'm like, hitting a huge physical and mental wall where um mm. everything in my body is just screaming stop and give up but um I've, i don't think i've ever not finished a race so um <laughs> even falling on hands and knees <laughs> i was gonna say even those races that uh somehow get to your finish line even when uh it's it's rough <laughs> yeah totally 
Yeah, I think that that's that's super important for for runners to also understand is like there are going to be challenging races that happen. And and that's kind of also what we talked about with the mental aspect of kind of pulling it all together. Um, Now, we know you also uh, race for Under Armour, um, which is so cool. And I've seen some of your like posters and billboards in their store. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything that's been like cool about kind of partnering with them that you want to talk about? Or um, do you feel like maybe it adds more of a pressure for you? Um, Is there anything you can talk about there? Oh, gosh, yeah, they've been an incredible support system um, in this, awesome. especially the last five years. I would not be where I am without them today. And it's, it's, it's a, oh, yeah, there's, there's so much I could speak to you on that. But I think the mm-hmm. biggest thing I feel really grateful for is that they care about me as an athlete, but also they really care about me as a person. And um, mm-hmm. they're checking in on me a lot and, you know, providing support in so many different ways. And it's just yeah. been a really, really awesome relationship to have. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I love all of their stuff. So I feel like that's an awesome, <laughs> an awesome partner to have, especially if they're so supportive. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, there's so much I can ask you, but I mean, in, in times like these, it's just been so bizarre. Do you have anything that you have like on the calendar that you're training for specifically right now? Or are you just kind of looking forward to the um, Olympic trials when they when they do or are they scheduled? I, I haven't even checked. They are. Yep. They're rescheduled okay. for next June. So that's okay. the ultimate thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Working towards. It's, so uh, yeah. you know, definitely will race before then. Um, it's a yeah. little hard to know um, just because yeah. things are constantly changing right now. But totally. um, yeah, just doing what, doing what I can to get better in training every day. And when those race mm-hmm. opportunities do come up, uh, hopefully I'll be ready mm-hmm. for them and can maximize that opportunity. Are you doing anything virtually? Like, a, you know, there's some, there's some <laughs> that have turned virtual. That's the new right. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be doing the, you know, that downtown Flagstaff Road Mile virtually. But Perfect. other than that, not, <laughs> yeah. not doing much else virtually yeah. at the moment. Do you feel like in terms of the training now that, that most of it is, you know, very socially distant and virtual, do you think that that's had an effect on your training at all? Like I know that, especially in the running community, like everyone's so nice and I, and I more than anyone love to have a running buddy. Um, yeah. So do you feel like that's kind of affected, affected your training in, in a good or a bad way? Yeah. Um, those, that first month or two, I was doing almost everything solo and, um, I'm, I'm pretty used to doing a lot on my own and I'm pretty self-motivated. So, um, it was, yeah, I was able to do everything I needed to, but was totally missing running in groups and running with friends, but, um, been able to meet up with a few people now. And that's been, I I remember actually my first run with my two friends and it was just like the happiest day. (laughs) It was so nice. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Makes, makes things more fun and more, um, more motivated meeting people. So that was, uh, it was nice to be able to start training with some people again. Oh yeah. It really helps you get through it for sure. Um, but yeah, and Neil and I kind of spoke a little bit before, but I'm going to give Neil a a chance to ask you any questions that he has. Um, and then we'll kind of wrap things up. So Neil, any questions for, for our incredible runner, Rachel? (laughs) Yeah, Rachel, I would definitely say thanks for all the insight thus far. Um, we want to use this sort of platform or this sort of episode to help to inspire other runners as well. 
And so is there something that you could speak on in terms of someone who wants to get or be in your shoes or wants to get to that point as an awesome athlete? What can you sort of tell them at this point? Yeah, I think uh, for someone that wants to get to this point, I would say uh, make sure that joy is a central part of the process because I think uh, if you lose touch with the love of the sport, then it's going to be um, never mind, not very fun, but it's going to be really hard <laughs> to uh, bring out your best if you lose the joy in it. So um, try to, I'd say, remember, remember your purpose and the meaning for running and then uh, find ways to keep it fun and keep it joyful. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely like that. A lot of people have touched upon the and keeping it fun. Yes, definitely important. Yeah, I think I think that that's perfect. And Rachel, we are so happy to have you on here. Um, I mean, I feel like we could chat for days about, you know, our time back in school and what's happened since then. Um, but I think that already you've given so much insight and for all the hopefully new and, you know, even uh, even runners that have been running forever can learn from all the advice that you've given. And maybe they'll even follow you on Instagram and your Instagram handle is Schneid 18 I think it is. It Perfect. is, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So many times in the past few days. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think that 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 this is all really good information and anyone who's listening, definitely check Rachel out on Instagram um, and follow her journey. She's bound for great things, especially coming up in this next year, and we wish her all the best. Thank you guys and uh, thanks, it's so great to connect and thanks for the work you're doing in this space.